The first presenter today is uh, Dennis Karp from Manuka Resources. Uh, they are IPOing at the moment. Uh, this week is the go live week for them, so no, no doubt a very very busy time, very busy time for Dennis. Uh, Manuka have, have opened up their IPO this week. We have got an allocation, and, and if it's something that you're interested in and you would like uh, more information, the prospectus will be putting a link up in the chat box. But just type IPO in the chat box at any point in time if you want to be sent the uh, prospectus. Uh, Manuka are a gold and silver producer in Australia, high-grade deposits, all of the infrastructure established, sitting on low debt, one-year payoff on that, uh, located on historical mines with a history of reach deposits in a very, very, uh, a very in a great area to be and fully permitted for mining and further exploration. So, Dennis, I'll hand over to yourself. Uh, thanks, Patrick, and welcome everybody to Manuka Resources Limited. We are Australia's newest gold and silver producer. Um, what you'll hear today, I believe, is a very exciting story. We're in profitable production. We're located in the Cobol Basin. We have substantial tenements and a relatively new plant. And most importantly, the majority of the funds we raise through this IPO will be used for exploration. So let's get into it. Um, company overview, Manuka Resources owns two assets uh, in the Cobar Basin. Uh, very quickly, for those of you who don't know, the Cobar Basin is central west New South Wales. Uh, it's basically halfway between Broken Hill and Newcastle, um, and it's a great, you know, it's a great region for mining. Uh, we own the Mount Boppy Gold Mine and the Wanawinter Silver Project, and over the next 12 months, we, we are targeting to uh, the gold production and we'll be looking to produce. It's an annualised gold production of 32,000 ounces of gold. Um, Manuka is, we're unhedged and we're fully permitted, uh, fully permitted gold and silver producer. We're, we're producing gold this year. We do have debt. We've got $24.5 million of debt at the moment. But that gets repaid, uh, completely repaid, from the next 10 to 12 months of operating cash flows. Um, we've got gold and silver stockpiles on our ROM pad. We've got uh, six, we have it. We start off with a 60,000 ton gold stockpile, and we have a and we're down to the last 20,000 tons of that. And we have a 500,000 ton silver stockpile, which, following the gold production and assuming zero exploration upside, will then move on to silver, which is not a second prize. It's very profitable in its own right. So we have. Um, our gold reserve, we have a 31,000 ounce gold reserve at Boppy and we have a 52 million ounce chalk resource at, uh, on the silver, on the one winter silver project. Uh, this, the silver plant is quite substantial. Uh, there's an 850,000 tonne per annum uh, plant and in fact we've actually increased the capacity of that but we're leaving the, the nameplate pro uh, production stats this point in time. The original project cost for the silver and the silver project was over $120 million. So um, as Patrick mentioned, we have purchased a, a project that has previously been in, in uh, production and the resources were developed by uh, previous owners. There's huge exploration potential on both projects. Mount Boppy was historically one of the richest gold mines in New South Wales. It produced 500,000 ounces of gold at 15 grams, which is pretty close to half an ounce of gold per tonne. There's been very little drilling on Mount Boppy below 120 metres, and much the same at Wanawint on the silver project. 
the pits are open to 60 meters. There's been very little drilling below 100 meters. And there you'll see a nice picture of the Mount Poppy Gold Pit. And you can see it, it's our ideal area for mining. There's not much around us, nice and flat, pretty dry in summer. So the Mount Poppy Acid Overview, uh, it's located 46 kilometers east of Cobar. It's a sealed, sealed road from Cobar all the way to Mine Gate, the Barrier Highway. Um, we have an open pit resource of 44,000 ounces, um, of which 31,000 is, is in uh, reserve. We've got a total of, of nine leases, and importantly, we've got 206 square kilometers of, of tenements for exploration. The deposit was initially worked in the 1890s. There was underground mining there, which continued until around about 1923. And as mentioned, the historical production is noted as 500,000 ounces of gold at 15 grams per tonne, uh, you know, a, a very rich deposit. There's in, good infrastructure on site. There's power, there's water. We also have a 42-person camp, which is in good condition. Uh, there's an ore yard, um, uh, tailings and waste dumps as well there. Um, and again, makes the, the, the comment that uh, there's been very little drilling done below 120 meters. So actually, when it comes to Mount Boppy, this is my favorite slide. Um, the problem with all these old mines is that there is very poor record keeping. And what is, you know, and, and what is important, this is just a two square, a two kilometer by two kilometer, so a four square kilometer subsection of our tenements. You can see Mount Boppy at around about 11 o'clock there, and that's where the historical, um, yeah, that's an open pit today. That initially was two separate pits. We've now made that into one larger open pit. It notes historical production of a, a million tonnes of 12 grams. That's the recovered grade, not the in-situ grade, which is 15. Um, and then importantly, if you look at these, all these deposits, so the, the, the blue squares, as you can see, birthday, Cambeligo, and Reed ranking, um, those were all mined in the early 1900s. Cambeligo King is in the centre of the of that map, and you can see the only record we've been able to access is 130 ounces, not a lot of gold, but 130 ounces of gold at 50 grams. Now we don't know if that's 130 ounces as part of 5,000 ounces. All the records we've been able to access at this point has shown that they've they've mined 130 ounces of gold at at, at 50 grams, at close on two ounces per ton. Definitely needs more work on that. There's no drill holes. You can see there's been a lot of mining in the early 1900s around there. Actually, the, the township of Cambeligo, um, which is up around uh, about 12 o'clock on this map, that used to have a town of, of 10,000 people supplying you know, miners and all mining the various deposits uh, and, and various services to the deposits. We own a large portion of that town. There, there, is, no, there is no value, to be honest. Um, there, if you follow down from Cambeligo King on that fault line, you'll see Reed ranking, also historical grades of 4 to 15 grams per tonne, and then further down on the same fault line, the, historic, uh, the birthday prospect, which had historical production of 38 grams per tonne. We, we don't actually know how much was produced at that grade, except that there was grade produced at that level. Um, a previous owner, Golden Cross, um, just below the scale, you'll see GCB30. There was drill holes there, and there was a pre, uh, in 2005 a previous owner, Golden Cross, uh, had some good results. Five meters at 39.8 grams. But move, I won't dwell too too long on this. But um, this is, as I say, one of our favourite slides because it just shows the perspectivity very close to our existing mine, and and it lends itself well for extensions to our existing mine. 
our, our team of geologists are convinced there's something close by. Uh, that's a good nighttime shot of the Warner Winter plant. The plant is operating now 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, and that, that's, a, that's a shot of the Bulmer. We've, we've got a larger Bulmer than the previous owners had on track. That's an 1800 kW Bulmer. And the overview of Warner Winter is we're located south of Cobar. Again, uh, just off the at, you know, sealed road most of the way. This time it's the Kidman Highway. Uh, 70k south and then 30k uh, on, on our Shire Road across to the site. There's a 52 million ounce jork resource um, and then there's substantial tenements. We've got 920 square kilometres of tenements. We actually own the land that the mining lease sits on. That's about 100 square kilometres. There's excellent infrastructure. There's power, there's water, there's an airstrip on site, uh, an 80-person camp. Uh, on site and, and all the necessary tailing storage facilities and, and, and rock disposal areas. Um, the refurbishment, which is really a plant upgrade because we, we put in a new ball mill, uh, a ball mill motor, a new ge a gecko zadra elution column and an electro winning circuit, uh, site tech monitoring systems and so on. But that, was, that took place between August 2019 and December 2019. And I think I should just point out um, the distance between one and winter and Mount Boppy. We, we, we are mining ore at Mount Boppy and then we're trucking it across to Wanna Winter for processing. It's a 150 kilometer uh, trip. The round trip costs us $20 per ton of, uh, $20 per ton and the gold value, the ore value on each ton of is, is it closer to $200 per, per ton. So it's, it's a substantial cost but it's certainly, uh, it's very profitable to, to make that haul, you know, that, that uh, the trip. Can we move on to the next slide, please? Oh, not wanting to play favourites, but this would definitely be my second favourite slide because this slide demonstrates um, our neighbours and and also how long they've been operating. So Glencore owns the CSA mine. Uh, you can see them at around 11 o'clock on that uh, map. They started uh, mining uh, the CSA mine in 1871, uh, and they now are over two kilometres deep, and they're still mining. The peak mine, which comes in around about 9 o'clock on that map, peak gold mine started in 1992. It's been going for almost 30 years. Same story. They're about uh, a kilometre or over a kilometre deep. Back up to the Endeavour mine at you know, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock. That mine started in 1983 as a shallow pit mine and just went onto Cairn maintenance in December last December 2019, you know, after 37 years of, of continual mining. Uh, and again, it's now a deep mine. Yeah, it started as a shallow pit. It's now a deep mine. Our Wanna Winter project actually has been called an Endeavour lookalike, and you know, and and we certainly have ambitions, you know, following the exploration campaign that that's going to pan out in some form of that direction. You can see Mount Boppy is across to the eastern side. At you know, around about three o'clock, you can see the Mount Boppy mine. Um, the RPA offer and the the capital structure use of funds. Uh, just kick on one more slide. So we're looking to raise between five and seven million dollars uh, in the in the RPO. We we're hoping for the higher end, um, and most of that money will then go towards exploration. You can see if you look at the exploration between the two, the majority of the increase uh, between the five and seven mil goes towards exploration. Uh, we opened up yesterday, as Patrick mentioned. We opened up to the retail market yesterday. And we were actually astonished at, uh, at the level of support on day one. 
um, we'll, we'll still have $800,000 in both scenarios set aside for working capital and just contingencies, and that can be directed going forward to further exploration. Um, moving on, please, to the cap structure. Uh, so, as mentioned, we're, we're in production. We've got a plant, which is, you know, the overall project cost is over $120 million. Um, we've got substantial tenements and enormous exploration potential. Um, our pre-money uh, evaluation is, is just less than $40 million, which, which is pretty, you know, which is pretty attractive from, you know, from all accounts. I mean, that's obviously my view. Um, the, the EV at the moment is 67 mil, that after we repay, after we repay the, the 24 of the next you know, 10 to 12 months from, from uh, cash flows generated from our Bobby, uh, that becomes quite attractive, quite appealing. Looking to raise, the, you know, the $7 million means that we'll have a market cap of just less than $50 million. 249 million shares will be on issue at that point in time. Uh, the key dates for the offer, um, you know, the, the offer opened yesterday, as mentioned. Uh, it's, it's most likely going to close early. Um, to be, you know, we'd expect to be closing it this Friday. Um, settlement dates and the like may need to be adjusted. Um, and, and that is noted in the prospectus that, you know, the, the project does have the right to close early and, and amend those dates. Uh, can we move on to the next? And, and I do point out again, uh, the breach markets do have a, a decent allocation. Um, so in summary, the three-stage operation plan, stage one, we, we have already started, and that is processing the Mount Poppy gold stockpile about two-thirds of the way through. We, we, we're going to be having our fifth gold pour tomorrow. Uh, we started pouring gold on a weekly basis in early May, and it's been every week since then. Um, we'll then proceed on. Uh, then hopefully we'll, we'll have uh, RPO funding to, to start putting towards exploration. We have a drill rig in the pit at the moment at Mount Boppy for grade control. We have to have two more uh, in pretty short order, certainly no later than July, uh, fully operational around the region of Boppy and, and, and one, one building up to two as we progress at, at the Warner Winter site. So we're, we're targeting steady production going forward as we move from the stockpile into the freshly mined ores of 3,000 ounces per month. Following the gold and assuming there's no additional, assuming no additional exploration upside, we'll then move on to processing the silver stockpile, which is already on the ROM pad at Warner Winter. That'll, that'll last for six months and, and produce around a million ounces of silver. And then we move on to stage three, which is the silver production. Um, in, our grade, in our grade tonnage curves, we, we, we have identified uh, around 50, 14, just short of 15 million ounces of silver, which are high grade, which are around about three ounces per tonne. And that, that will give us um, you know, good possibility and ongoing production for the following four and a half years. In summary, right. yep. I'm running out Dennis, of time. I might, I might leave the summary slide up there for people to consume. I think you've done a very good job of over giving us good. a good overview. Um, we're just running short on time, and I did want to give the opportunity for a couple of questions. Um, now, the uh, first one from uh, Graeme is, what is the expected mine lives of Mount Boppy and Wanna Winter? So the mine life at Boppy in reserve is 12 months. Uh, we do have some resources in the neighbouring region, stranded deposits and the like. We're applying for mining licences on those at the moment. But the known uh, mine life based on the reserve is 
is 12 months. Uh, we're looking at, and then we'd move across to this to one or winter. The silver is all in resource at this point in time, so it's, it's difficult to, to commit to what's going to be the final uh, mine life. We're expecting to, uh, to convert circa 15 to 20 million ounces, and this is just very high level. It's not in, included in the presentation, uh, in the perspective, sorry. But our expectations, management expectations, are that we'll uh, be converting 15 to 20 million of those ounces, of the 52 million ounces, into, into reserve. And we're expecting a four to five year mine life from the silver. But again, I stress, that's not part of the independent technical reports. That's only based on the, on the reserve. Okay, now the I think the, this is an interesting one for people. If they have, if you haven't already requested the information on IPO, just type in IPO, and we'll make sure that you get sent out the prospectus. Um, we need to do in there, and I'll share a link um, to an investor, the investor uh, information page as well, um, and you can go onto that page um, and get some more information about the company and. Uh, go through the process of making an application there as well. All right, so I've shared that with everyone. I think that's all the questions we've got. And everyone that's requested the PDS will get that sent out to you.